0: Welcome back everyone to Freedom Unfolding, an inclusive, holistic community that offers education, options, and inspiration to find your truth, find your voice, and find your freedom. My name is Gulveig, and I'll be your host today. I'm the founder of Amber Serpent. I'm an energy healer and empath empowerment coach who specializes in assisting the highly sensitive to transform an existence that can feel mundane to one that is magical. So in this episode, guys, we're going to be discussing empathic fatigue and general burnout. In my line of work, I get asked a lot about how to protect one's energy. At the time of this recording, we have just ended the COVID-19 quarantine here in Phoenix. And the curfew has also just been lifted from the nationwide riots that were following the murder of George Floyd. So... Guys, this is an intense period in, in time right now, and you don't have to be psychic to see that the world is changing around us, and right now we're in flux. So right now, even though that this episode is primarily focusing on empathic fatigue, highly sensitive folks aren't the only ones who are feeling emotionally, mentally, physically, and energetically thin right now. So even people of average sensitivity are also now looking for resources to help keep the cray-cray away. So even if you don't identify as an empath, stay tuned because more than likely we'll be discussing some resources and some techniques and tools that will be beneficial for anyone who is feeling depleted. So first, let's define what an empath is. An empath is someone who has the intuitive ability of clairsentience, which is the psychic sense of feeling. This is the ability to feel others' feelings as though they are your own. This goes beyond just being able to empathize with another person. An empath can feel another person's sadness, anger, and joy as though it's their own emotion. So I have put together um, a few questions that may help a person discern if they are an empath or not. So the first question is, have you often felt different for most of your life? Oftentimes, because an empath can feel other people's emotions as though their own, the intensity of that experience can leave an empath or a highly sensitive person feeling very alienated in general. Secondly, do you struggle with setting boundaries in a balanced way? Is it difficult for you to say no? Um, Do you maybe suffer with the disease to please? Because we can feel other people's disappointments as though they're our own, it can often create a predisposition to have weak personal boundaries. Do you have an instinct to help those in need, either near or far, and do you find it heart-wrenching to look the other way? So an empath doesn't just feel another person's emotions as though they're their own. They can also internalize emotional struggle or challenge from folks that they may see in social media or TV and internalize those on a much deeper level. And that's one of the reasons why this day and age right now is specifically a a difficult and challenging time for those who are really highly sensitive. Fourth, um, is alone time sacred and necessary for your health and well-being? So for an empath or for somebody who is highly sensitive, our environment right now and general society can somewhat feel overwhelming. So for folks who are empathic and highly sensitive, it is not unusual for folks to need alone time, um, and time out in nature, too, is often something that is highly rejuvenating and absolutely necessary for a highly sensitive person's well-being. Along with that, graphic violence on TV, movies, and the news, do the are these um, graphic images often overwhelming for you? You know, we talked a little bit about that just a little bit earlier, that it's not just an emotion from somebody else. It can also be an emotion from a um, from an image or from a, uh, a movie clip um, that can be felt in a very deep way are you not just emotionally sensitive but also physically sensitive as well it's really common for folks who are empathic to um, also be physically sensitive, so a lot of impasses have very little tolerance to, uh, to uh, preservatives and to pollutants. Um, many might have a variety of different allergies. Um, so the sensitivity isn't just emotional, it can also show up physically too. This is a big one. People, even total strangers, naturally feel comfortable sharing personal stories with you and often do so without permission. So do people oftentimes feel very comfortable just naturally telling very personal, maybe even painful stories from their past? And do they often do so without maybe even asking whether or not you would like to hold space for that? Um, I call this the rutabaga syndrome, guys. Um, so, like, it wouldn't be uncommon for highly sensitive folks to go into a grocery store, and the person just wants to just wants to to, to pick out some rutabagas, and all of a sudden they have this spontaneous conversation with a complete and total stranger and now they know very personal details about this person's life maybe even a painful story and in the back of their head they may just be thinking gosh all i really wanted to do was get in here real quick and and pick out some rutabagas this is something that would be very common to uh, occurrence for folks who are empathic next one do you know when someone is lying so empaths are often walking talking lie detectors it's very difficult for someone to pull one over on for somebody who is highly empathic or highly sensitive the next one do you not only take on the emotions of other people but also internalize the quote-unquote vibe of a place as well so empaths are emotionally sensitive and they may also be able to pick up on the energy on the emotions of a environment as well so it wouldn't be uncommon for an empath to go into a place of business such as a bar or um, a restaurant and then all of a sudden just be like you know what the place is beautiful but it just feels sad in here um, like an, somebody who is highly sensitive would be able to understand another person saying that this house feels sad or this place feels very joyful. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something in the environment that is, looks joyful or that people in that place look sad. It just is a energetic overtone that somebody who's highly sensitive can pick up last one and this is the one that basically defines being an empath is are you able to take on emotions as though they are your own and perhaps even do so without even knowing it so just to let you know guys and in future episodes i will be discussing in further detail what an empath is and what i see as the reason why so many empaths have come into the world in the past 50 years but for now Let's take a look at the unique challenges that we're all facing energetically right now and take a look at what I feel is immediate, is an immediate need, which is how to manage the fatigue and perhaps even the complete burnout that some folks are experiencing right now. First, I just wanna say, if you're feeling overwhelmed by just existing right now, you're not alone. Global consciousness is shifting rapidly. And right now we are in the chaos phase of transition. What I might offer as a maybe a light of hope within that is that chaos phases, they never last. They, they always eventually end. And typically chaos phases don't last an extraordinarily long period of time. It's just not sustainable for that amount of energy to stay in chaos for long term. So transformation has a cycle, and eventually the pieces will all come together again. And when the pieces start to settle, and the dust starts to settle, uh, we will have an opportunity to create something new and to create something different than what has been Um, typical of the old paradigm so even if your personal life has not been impacted much by the global chaos that um, you know we're seeing in the collective it is still possible for you to be exhausted by the feeling of anxiety fear and sadness that is so strong within collective consciousness at this time the more energetically sensitive a person is to this the more affected they may be so folks, we don't exist in a vacuum. And there's typically a lot more influencing our state of well-being than just our to-do list. And so often it can be easy to dismiss our feelings, to dismiss um, our our individual experience because um, we are in the doing mode. We you know, don't have time to feel, don't have time to, to contemplate. And what I might invite what I might suggest is that one of the things that might be shifting, one of the things that might be changing, at least from what I'm seeing, from just being a witness to the shifting way that people are thinking and showing up in the world, is that there is a collective call for more space to feel more freedom to be authentic and more freedom to speak our truth so i might invite us as awkward as it might feel to step out of the box of the human doingness step out of the box of the to-do list and giving ourselves first and foremost that space and that freedom that seems to be a part of like whatever the new paradigm is going to be so let's take a look at the difference between fatigue and burnout and take a moment to differentiate the two so fatigue is more acute both fatigue and burnout, they can result in mental, physical, and emotional exhaustion. However, burnout is more chronic and usually is a result of prolonged stress that results in, the, in an impaired ability to respond to others and sometimes even to complete daily functions. Fatigue is typically Resolved by just getting a little bit more r and a little bit more rest and relaxation Whereas burnout is a systematic depletion of one's reserves and typically burnout will take a bit longer to recuperate from Depending on the reason for the burnout or the fatigue, it may also um, Be required for a person to make some lifestyle changes to remedy. So let's take a look at the specific signs that somebody might be experiencing burnout. First of all, um, ongoing exhaustion. I think that that's probably pretty obvious. Um, So let's take a look at what exhaustion is because it's a lot more than just being sleepy or tired. Um, a, A person may have difficulty mentally focusing on tasks or absorbing information. Um, Physically, they may feel tired all the time, even after a good night's sleep. Also, for folks who are experiencing burnout, um, they may have difficulty sleeping at night in general. And even flu-like symptoms such as body aches, headaches, loss of appetite, um, and of course, sleepiness and lethargy um, are also part of ongoing exhaustion. Another thing that is less I think recognized about burnout is cynicism and when I look at burnout and when I have experienced burnout I look at it as like a soul tired like we talk about like I'm tired to my bone well like I feel like it even goes deeper than the bones it goes into our very soul is just just it's dry And when we're soul tired, we can become very pessimistic. And there's actually a physiological reason for this, guys. When the body's exhausted, there are less feel-good chemicals that are released in the brain. We need these happy chemicals. Um, And so if pessimism is not part of your natural predisposition, and now you are feeling cynical and impatient, um, more often than not, then we might wanna consider if it isn't just being in a bad mood and maybe we are soul tired. Along with this comes the loss of confidence and passion. So along with cynicism, we may also feel like we are completely ineffectual. Life may feel too hard and complicated. Our work and other passions that are typically important to us no longer seem like such a big deal anymore. Along with cynicism, we may feel like What's the point? What's the point in anything? It may become very difficult to find anything that lights us up. Hobbies and interests may just not feel so interesting anymore. And on top of this too, um, if we're feeling a loss of passion, it's important, I think, to, to also be aware that burnout can very easily lead to depression if it's not remedied. So empath fatigue is similar to compassion fatigue. And I just want to make sure that I'm very clear here that burnout is not just for empaths. Um, I just wanna make it very clear that um, with has heightened as everything is right now. I mean, even before all the craziness happened, it was, we were so busy and so, you know, in our to-do list that it became very, very easy to become depressed, burnt out, or fatigued. But with how heightened everything is now, um, you know, folks with average sensitivities can also experience burnout, and of course, that's even heightened depending on what it is, what kind of personal changes you may be going through as well. And at the same time, I I, I really want to shine a light on the fact that the more sensitive a person is, um, the more they may be feeling the collective cray cray. In future episodes, I am really excited to talk about how being an empath is actually a gift, but at this point in time, I feel like what is needed the most right now is to acknowledge the unique challenges of that gift and to be offering some resources and tools for everyone, no matter how sensitive they are, to help you know keep the cray-cray at bay. So on on that note, empath fatigue is similar to compassion fatigue. Um, The exception is is that the empath does not need to be a caregiver or in a therapeutic role um, for us to be using the term empath fatigue. Empaths often take on energy that is not theirs to carry. And this creates an unnecessary burden, energetic burden burden that the empath often carries. On top of that, empaths and highly sensitive folks often unknowingly give their energy away because of weak personal boundaries, and this compromises their energetic sovereignty. So on top of the tools that we're going to be talking about here in a second um, to help manage and maintain all of the the intensity that is in our environment and in our world right now. I also want to to give the invitation and if there's anyone out there that's listening right now that needs permission to say no, let me be the person to be the first person to say it's okay to say no. Even if you are saying no to requests because what you have planned is a bubble bath that is okay have your date with your bubble bath and allow that to be a priority it is not there being self-focused is not selfish and i think that that is a really like freeing kind of thought for a lot of empaths because so many of us just give and give and give all day long and hold space for other people and you know are the listening boards for folks who are processing through so much heavy stuff and you know, there's there's a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of mental and emotional load that comes with that. So if you need to say no, if you need to have some personal boundaries for your time and energy, then um, and you need permission to do that, then let me be the person to give you that permission. You absolutely deserve your energetic sovereignty, your autonomy, and to have agency over how you want to spend your time and energy so in the turmoil and the highly charged environment that we're in the highly sensitive and the empathic folks they may not only be processing their own emotions but also the environmental emotional environment i should say of social media posts and tv um, as well as those that we are encountering in everyday life In the U.S. right now, the complexity and the emotional intensity of these shifts have increased since February. And the longer that this chaos continues, the more difficult it will be for many of us to maintain. So luckily, there are some steps that we can take to maintain our mental, emotional, and energetic health, um, as well as help us feel more like ourselves again, if we are experiencing fatigue or burnout. So I have prepared three Strategies, three things, three exercises to help us maintain our energy. The first is slowing down the breath. If any of you have gone to yoga class, you have probably been taught this technique in one shape or form. Um, because when we slow down the breath, we slow down the brain waves and we slow down the heart rate. And the ancient yogis, they knew this. They knew that the better we can control our breath, the better we are able to also control and have agency over our own energy. So what leads to burnout is often a nervous system that is required to be hyperactive the majority of the time and sometimes it forgets how to slow down. So when the nervous system has been trained to be hyperactive to the point that it forgets how to slow down, then we must relearn that ability on how to slow down the nervous system. And when the nervous system slows down, automatically our own energy slows down. So slowing down the breath helps the system use its energetic reserves more judiciously and also allows us to have more mental clarity. I'm going to be walking us through three part breath um, and also ocean breath. If you need, if you're more of a visual learner, ocean breath may be one of those things that you may want to look up and be able to watch. And so if you are needing a visual for that, um, feel free to visit my YouTube channel, The Amber Serpent, where I do have a video uh, walking folks through ocean breath. So, first, ocean breath, just to give us a prep, we restrict the back paddle of the throat so that there is a quote unquote ocean sound both on the inhale and on the exhale. So, if you've ever breathed like Darth Vader, if you were like a kid and you were like, look, I am your father, then you essentially were doing ocean breath. You might have just been, you know, messing around, but you were without knowing it, um, practicing an ancient yogi technique, ancient, ancient yogi medicine. So restricting the back pal of the throat, inhale through the nose. I'm gonna get closer to the mite so you can hear this and it'll sound like the ocean. Keep that restriction on the exhale. continue to do that for a minute or so and you will notice a very significant calming effect and in the mind and in the body because what's happening is that restriction in the back part of the throat is making the passage of air move more slowly. Also along with slowing down the nervous system and making us feel more calm, it's great for mental focus and it's also great for stamina because it makes the bronchial tubes expand and it also allows the lungs to use the oxygen more efficiently. So this is also a wonderful tool for anybody that has any kind of respiratory issues such as asthma um, or anything of that nature. Um, It will help with breathing and using in oxygenating the body more efficiently. The other one um, breathing technique that helps to slow down the breath, especially for those of us ocean breath can take a little bit of time to get used to and take a little bit of practice. But one that is a little bit easier to feel in the body is three part breath. In three part breath, we are breathing from the belly into the middle ribs and finally filling up the upper chest. And then we're exhaling from the top down, letting the collarbones drop, ribs come in, and then we bring the belly button in towards the spine, emptying the body of breath completely. So keeping the belly relaxed, breathe deep into the belly, allowing the belly to expand. Continue that inhale, ribs expand, finally filling up all the lungs with fresh breath. Inhaling from bottom to top, exhaling, emptying like a glass of water from top to bottom. And even if this feels awkward or strange or tight, just know that you don't have to do it perfectly in order to get the results. That just practicing this, even if it doesn't feel natural, even if it feels weird, it will de- it will still slow down the breath and you will be using more of your lung capacity and it will have the benefit of calming the nervous system down so that we can feel a little bit more centered and a little bit more clear. So no pressure to make it perfect. Just do your best. And that, and, and that is and that is perfect. That is good enough. The next thing that i like to offer is something that is so simple and something that we may used to do, especially if we have an affinity for nature as little children. And now I'd like to just offer and invite you and give you a very adult reason why it's good to revisit this childhood play of playing in the dirt. So those of you who may be gardeners or um, like to hike or be out in the nature, you're gonna love this one. It's just simply earthing. Earthing is different from grounding. We're gonna talk about grounding here in a second, but earthing is making a physical connection with mother earth, skin to earth. Our shoes, cement, and even the foundations of our buildings, they all insulate us from the earth right now we are being pummeled with high intensity energy right now from the collective consciousness but also um, from our very sun the sun right now is more active than it has been in 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 quite a while astrologically right now if you're into astrology astrologically right now the stars and the planets are aligned in such a way where it is definitely initiating this upheaval that we have been Experiencing So we are event- experiencing here on planet Earth a lot of intense energy coming from all sources and all sides. Um, so because of this, we need to discharge now more than ever. Earthing is the most efficient way to let go of excess energy that we have may, pick- may have picked up, as well as stagnant energy that if stagnant energy is left unchecked, it can cause issues in the tissues so if you have like for example um when we talk about discharging energy like it may be kind of like okay what is discharging energy what do you mean so like you know like after like a really tough day at work and you come home and you're still kind of amped up um that is energetically speaking that is us still holding on to the hyperactive energy that has defined our day defined our tough day at work and then so when people say that I need to unwind, um, what they're talking about, energetically speaking, is discharging energy. So sitting on the couch, getting their feet up, and so then releasing the, the energy that if we kept that, that, that hyperactive energy in our bodies and we didn't discharge, would end up causing you know, tight shoulders, tight neck, You know, lower back stuff. Um, It causes a lot of um, tension in the body. So that is one way of discharging energy. However, just sitting on the couch and kicking our feet up may help discharge it to a certain extent, but it's not as complete of a process as earthing. So for example, let's say that somebody has like a really tough day over and over at work, like a tough week. And so they've discharged energy you know every day that they've gone home they've given themselves the ability to have a cup of chamomile tea and you know kick their feet up and read a book or whatever it is that they do that they find relaxing but then at the end of the week they notice that their shoulders are super tense or they notice that they're developing headaches or their digestion is not um as healthy as it normally is like their they've they've lost their appetite or um, they're having, you know, gastrol acid reflux or something of that nature. That would be an example of how the process is not complete, the discharge has not been complete. And so now there's been a cumulative effect over the course of a very difficult week that has now manifested in either gastrointestinal issues or like sore muscles. So, earthing is. A very efficient way to discharge um, that stagnant energy that needs to go and flow this isn't just like hippie science either so like this is not tree hugging isn't just for hippies folks like this is like actually something that has scientific studies behind it there's actually over 20 peer-reviewed scientific studies, which is like the gold standard of scientific studies, that has shown that earthing decreases inflammation in the body and increases overall health, vitality, and well-being. So the reason why earthing is so great for health and for our overall well-being is because the way that it works is is there's a transfer of negative ions between us and the earth when we come in physical contact with the earth meaning that we are touching with our bare hands the earth or taking off our shoes putting our feet in the grass touching a tree sitting on a rock having our shoes on insulates us so that doesn't work but this transfer of this negative ions, when we come in physical contact with the earth, it allows these negative ions to have the anti-inflammatory effect on our system. Um, you can look it up. There's, there's many YouTube videos on, on it. Um, and uh, Clint Ober, um, I believe, is the individual who... Like was the one that spawned or inspired all of the scientific research behind this. So just so you know, the scientific studies are based on two hours of earthing, but even 20 minutes can have a dramatic effect on our health. So if there is nothing that you take from this episode, if this is the only tool that you take with you is to just implement in your day 20 minutes of earthing of getting in contact with mother earth with the intention of discharging anything that no longer serves you then i promise you it's going to make a difference in how you feel another way to earth folks is also in natural bodies of water so like the ocean has salt in it lakes they have it has dirt in it um, streams and rivers also the because they actually have earth in the water this also Um, can have a earthing effect. Now this isn't part of the studies but for me personally I have found a similar effect when I put natural salt in my bath water. So if you don't have access to a, you know green grass or like if this is winter time and like you're there's like three feet of snow outside your window then you know another way that I have implemented this is by putting I like personally I like Himalayan pink salt but I think any salt will probably do put a cup of salt in my water and I also then will put it like a cup of Epsom salt as well Epsom salt is different from regular salt um, and I have found a similar effect on my overall vitality, well-being. And um, I feel like because like the ocean has salt in it and that has and that trans- has a transfer of negative ions that also when we put regular salt in our bath water, it can have a similar effect. That part of course, is not like scientifically studied, but for me personally, I, it, it makes sense, right? So you know, push comes to shove, take a salt water bath. So the third thing is grounding. Grounding, like I said, is different from earthing. Earthing, as we have talked about, is a physical contact with Mother Earth, whereas grounding is our um, act of focusing the mind away from thinking so much, so away from the monkey mind, and directing our attention into the feeling center of the body. So energy follows thought. If our minds are chaotic and hyperactive, It becomes a parasitic drain on our energy. If any of you have like ever had a parasitic drain like in your car where you turn off the car and then you go back there the next day and now you can't turn the car back on because something in the car, some sort of electrical thing in the car is draining the battery. That is the monkey mind. The monkey mind will be on autopilot in the background and we're thinking from one thing to another. There's not a lot of focus and it will drain our energy quicker than almost anything else. So by focusing the mind on how the body feels, we then also ground our energy because energy follows thoughts. So as we focus our thoughts and our, and our awareness on how the body feels, we are also bringing our energy into the body and out of the mind, out of thinking so much. So I'm gonna walk us through an exercise on body awareness, which will help ground our energy. And it also helps us unplug from unhelpful mental loops of worry and fear and doubt. And this is something that we can do almost any time. However, I don't necessarily recommend it while driving. So if you're listening to this and you're driving, then I'm going to ask to please for you to wait until you're no longer behind the wheel to practice this next exercise. So we're gonna start from the feet up, but in your own practice, you can do this exercise from the top down. Take a big deep breath in, exhale with a deep sigh. Ah. Feel the feet. Feel your ankles. Shins and calves. Feel the knees. Thighs and hips. Relax, thighs and hips. Feel your entire torso, the belly, and back. Chest, shoulders, arms. Feel the neck. Feel your face. Feel your face, whole head. Now feel your whole body from the top of the head to the tips of the toes, whole body. Just notice, guys, how that already shifts how you feel. This was a technique that was given to me by my yoga teacher. When I first came to yoga, I was really struggling with panic attacks and insomnia. And doing this body awareness technique very slowly really helped me overcome my panic attacks and as well as my insomnia. So this is also a really wonderful um, technique to do right before you sleep. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, Before we go, I'd like to bring awareness to the fact that if we're in a chronic state of burnout, it is imperative to put our health first. We cannot give from an empty cup. So it's okay to turn off the TV, disconnect from social media, we can be informed without being inundated, And if you want to be part of a social movement or help your community in some way, but don't feel you have the energy right now, then I invite you to wait. Chances are your community work will be needed in the future as well. When we are stressed and overwhelmed, we often have more choices than we are seeing. Take some time off, see a therapist, doctor, or other type of practitioner that will help you come back to your true nature and feel like yourself again. Get out into nature, spend some time in water, Work with a coach, a hypnotherapist, energy healer who can help you develop changes in your lifestyle to help you support your energy, your vitality in a much more sustainable way. So I thank you all for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and LinkedIn. You can also email us at freedomunfolding@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Join our community every Thursday at 3.33 p.m. Arizona time to find your truth, find your voice and find your freedom. This is Freedom Unfolding.